0: Welcome to the Marketing Home Marketing You podcast. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside the box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. Friends, welcome to this episode, this very special episode of Marketing Home Marketing You. I'm your host, Barbara Savona, and today I am joined by Rebecca. Oh my gosh, Rebecca, why did I just like freeze up on your last name? Because honestly, I thinking-
1: because I haven't actually changed it and I'm, I'm like in between for the last five years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's because like Ross came up and I was like that is not we're not calling her Ross anymore. You know technically if we want to
1: be like governmental like that's what it is because I'm too lazy to go downtown to figure it out but you know sometimes and the email signature of am you know.
0: <laughs> okay okay so then I, I won't feel so bad if it's still official. <laughs> Today's the last day well really technically tomorrow is the last day that I can introduce you as Sprouts creative director because I know you're moving on to a new adventure and I wanted to do this interview kind of raw like we didn't practice at all so I just wanted to talk through the last like nine plus years of this craziness. Are you ready?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say beforehand? I said it's like the beginning and the end how the reason why you and I work so well together is because We just like to wing it, you know, like why prepare (laughs) sometimes we just, it's just better to wing it and see, and usually it works out for the best. So it's like the beginning and the end, I I started it and that's how we're going to end it.
0: (laughs) I totally, totally agree. I think like some, I think something along the line, we realized what we need to prepare for and the things that we do better on the fly. And we've just gotten really good at living in that zone of like toggling between the two.
1: Yeah. It's like our life is a content calendar, but it's also we're flying by the seat of our pants.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So I thought this would be kind of fun to reflect on the years also to talk through to somebody that maybe wants to be in a creative role and they're not right now. And then just kind of some like raw truths on lessons learned and where, you know, where things are going. So I think first of all, can you tell everybody how you started with us? Yeah,
1: so um I'm a multi-family nepo baby. So my parent or not my parents, my family, my father, his father, they have been in the property management industry because my grandfather grew up in the depression and then they like wound up in San Antonio and were like this looks great. It was the fall. If it was maybe the summer, they would have been quite a different story and they started a property management company with just like a few apartments and stuff. So when I was growing up like I you know, worked what we call in the office and I would like go and do rounds um, picking up like the rent checks and then like going to the bank and doing that stuff so when I was in college you know I was looking for internships during the summer like I didn't I did not spend the summer like a typical student just like doing nothing so my dad was like I met this woman her name is Barbara you're gonna go and in- intern for her for free and I was like okay <laughs> So I was like, I think I was like either a freshman or a sophomore in college. So I like showed up in the little in the little house off of like 410, and I mean, I remember showing up and they were you were like, what do you know? And I was like, I know nothing.
0: <laughs> so I remember your dad being calling. So he had been a client of mine when I worked for Front Media Solutions, and honestly, he was always such a hoot. Like we would all joke about who was going to have to go see Mark. <laughs> like he's just, I mean, your dad is just so yeah, He's an at <laughs> He told me that he said, you know, I want my daughter to work for you for the summer and you're not going to pay her. And I was like, okay. And so you came in and after a couple of days, like Lauren and I were like, we have to pay her, right? Like she's <laughs> too good. We can't not pay her. So talk through just like a few of the first things that you did. Cause I think we were just we were trying to figure that out. I mean, we were just a couple of years old at that point and still figuring things out. Yeah.
1: I think like social media had just started, like it just started to become a thing. So like Facebook, when I was in college, like it was really just for like people like me that were like going to college and we were like writing status updates, cringe, um, and doing all that stuff. So when I came to Sprout, it had just started to like slightly veer into like the business side of things. So I remember one of the first things I did was like posting for one of y'all's big portfolio clients. Like you were like, here, this is how you post on Facebook for a business. You take this image and you post this graphics and we're just gonna blast it out to all of them because like, that's what it was at the time. Like it was just like another way. It was like a megaphone, you know, versus like the curated vibes that it is now. So that was one of the first things I did. I think it was for like a student community or it was like their student set.
0: Um, their portfolio, yeah. Yeah, I,
1: I cannot remember what it was. It was like LiveLind or something like that.
0: Like we did It was. The, like it was like the Tallahassee group. I remember yeah. we had to like so learn.
1: I think that. that was one of the first things I did. And then- I remember I helped like organize our Apple shared album galleries like into little sex. So like for preferred employers and like spring, summer, like
0: that was the website. That. Like the website was that before there was a real website, which is crazy because I think you built the first yeah, website, right. Yeah.
1: So I remember you were, we were like, we were doing this, and you we were like, this is really hard. Like, we should have like a website. And like, I was like, yeah, we definitely should. Like, websites are it. And you we were like, here, I downloaded this course.
0: <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> thing my, guys, I want it's either I listened to a podcast, I read a book, or I took a course. And now we need to do this. Yeah so Barbara was like here's
1: my login to this course like watch it and let's build a website and I was like don't know how to do
0: that but let's let's go. <laughs> and it lived on for a while like we were trying to figure that out too like we used that website that you built for a few and years. We
1: used it until I came back so I feel like what this was like well I graduated I'm trying to think I'm trying to go back through my history but, but I think I graduated high school in 2008 but then I was abroad for 2009 and then I like that 2010 ish time oh, when we built this WordPress website and then it sustained us until I came back like to sprout, to work for real,
0: which was okay. So that would have been that we were only about a year and a half old. And then when did you come back the second time?
1: It was like 2014.
0: And, and, and you, you took a break in between, what did you go do? And why did you come back to? Such yeah, a- so
1: I was still in college. So when I, so I went to college, you know, and I finished that out. I was a journalism major. Um, and so, but like throughout the years, I think we kept in touch because I was still like maintaining this website, like doing only the hardcore stuff, like nothing, nothing crazy. But I was like, you were still like, Hey, can you load this? Hey, this is wrong. Like, can we fix this? And so I was still doing that. And then after college, when I graduated, I, got a job in Chicago because that's where my my now husband is Um, and so I got a job at an agency and it was you know it was (laughs) and then when I was like looking to make a change there I was we like had coffee and I was like hey like I think we met at Starbucks like (laughs) yeah house yeah and you were like yeah we just started doing this branding thing like we have you know, these, these, uh, you know, this apartment in Austin that we're working on and there's like more coming on the line and like, we don't want to be the only ones doing this anymore. Can you help us there? And I was like, haven't done branding before, but sure. <laughs> That's like the, the story of my life was <laughs> I haven't done this before, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I Let's think that's was what was so exciting to me. Like I remember leaving there cause I don't think Lauren came with us. This is like what I do to poor Lauren. Like I'll mm-hmm. have conversations and I'll call her and I'll be like, Hey, I just had a great conversation with Becca. I think she's <laughs> going to come back on. And of course at that point, it's like, we have to figure out salary and all of this stuff. Then you came back 2014 ish. It has been, I mean, almost now 10 years, you yeah. know, half, nine years. And You are, we'll talk about your new adventure and kind of what led up to all of this, but what, I guess, what has been, let's talk personally in the business, where do you feel you've grown the most?
1: I mean, everything. I feel like I was just out of like college. I, you know, even then, like even with the other job, like I picked up a lot of skills on the job in between Sprout and college um, in terms of like digital marketing. So I feel like that set me up. But in terms of professionally, I mean, like I'm a totally self-taught designer, thanks to Sprout. Like I had never, I didn't go to school for design. Like I had always been around design, but never actually doing it myself. And Sprout kind of allowed me to like tinker with that as an intern with, I remember I like redesigned a logo at one point like way long ago um and like I liked it but like I never found an outlet to really do it for real and then when we came back in the branding realm it was like I slowly started picking up those design skills like as we went with different branding projects looking at you know collateral all the time like when you start to look at something enough like you develop an eye and then you just start kind of designing stuff yourself and I feel like that was something that I picked up along the way also I think one skill that i had going into sprout was my writing skills i mean i went to school for it i hope i pick up something (laughs) there Um, but i really got to like flex that a lot more with the branding stuff at the beginning really working on those taglines like all the language that goes into a new project and things like that and then really flushing that out throughout the membership um, doing like designs for that as well and then obviously leadership i think i had always in college i had I had done a lot of extracurriculars, but there's like extracurricular leadership, which is like a, you know, fake. To me, like there's leadership skills in there, but it's like, you're not like really leading a team. Like you, you're in college, like what are you doing? So I feel like with that, I was able to like, as I started to develop out these departments, like I had to like, people had to help with those departments and that naturally like developed my sense of leadership skills as we kept going.
0: And I think just in the last few years, your ability to not just lead, but to teach others that are also in the design space, which I think that's a real challenging thing because everybody is so like committed and in love with their style to help others. Like even just in our little thing we had our kind of our going away Zoom earlier, hearing the other designers talk about how you've helped teach them to hone their craft I think that's been really cool and I don't think that initially at the very beginning that would have been a skill set that you had. I think you developed that.
1: No, I think being a self-taught designer is honestly liberating in a lot of ways because designers that grow up like being designers like an artistic like there's like a certain framework they learn doing that whereas like I've learned that more practically so like I have a definitely a more practical way of coming at a design project versus maybe someone that comes at it from like a, a taught formulated collegiate design level, which in a way I think is a asset because it kind of takes out some of the BS around it. You know, like I think there's, cause like everybody's so like, there is like a way of doing design and like art, but like, and I think sometimes when you're trying to do that in a business sense, it's hard to like merge those together because you want quick, you want agile, you want this, you want that. But when you come at like, when you're free of those things because you never knew any other way because you've only done it this way, it kind of helps like keep that process really tight and simple and easy.
0: In a way I relate, cause it's like somebody coming from like a business background where they went to school, they knew they were gonna build a business versus someone that just kind of decided to do it. And you're learning along the way you do, and you make mistakes. Sometimes it end up being very like fortuitous for you because you didn't know that that was really not the right way to do it. And then things sometimes end up good. So I, I understand that it's like, there's, when there's no playbook, you kind of make the playbook. And I think that what you've gotten to do really well is like, you've gotten to rely on your instincts of design instincts of creativity versus rules. And I think that there's a lot of cool, like there's a lot of cool things that happen in that space.
1: Yeah. And it just makes it a little bit more fun because you're just like, "Mm, gut doesn't feel right. (laughs) Or like gut, this feels like a good idea. Like let's do it. And then like you, you see that like, then every, everybody else is doing that too. Whoa. Like was am I, you know, do I predict the future? But I think sometimes just trusting your gut is like the most that I've learned in terms of being a designer and just like creatively leading is like, Trust your gut, like go for it. The worst thing that happens is that people hate it. and Whatever, you move on.
0: I think in a really small company, you know, we say creative director and somebody might think of, oh, they're the marketing person or they're this. And I think that really the scope of what you do is (laughs) really hard to encompass under that because you've really played a role in so many things. So let's talk about what it's like working for a startup, because that's initially what we were. What were some of the most challenging parts of that? Like no holds bar, like where was it hard 10 years ago, nine years ago?
1: I think I I mentioned this on our team call, but I think you feel like you got to say yes to everything. It's like a client wants this. Yes. (laughs) What do you want? Sure. Of course. Like, yes. And like trying to figure, I think that's the hardest part because like at the end of the day, like. I don't know what I'm doing all the time. And there's confidence built in that because like because i am now at the end of like the road looking back, being like, wow, I wow, I did all that. (laughs) But I think in the in the moment it was like it's stressful because you want to do a good job. You don't really know what you're doing, but you feel like you've got to say yes because like it could lead you to other opportunities and you don't want to miss those either. Sometimes, and I don't think you always have to say no or yes. I think that's been a challenge for all of us is like finding the balance between yes and no. Like we want to say, we want to help everyone. And I think that's a unique part of Sprout that may not be at every other company is like every person on this team, like wants to say yes to everything because we want to help you. But at the same time, you have to know your boundaries and your limits, but you don't want to say no to everything either. And I think that's been always a very challenging thing in a startup to like navigate is just when to put down a boundary and like, and what does that even mean? Like, does the boundary have to be true all the time or just in certain scenarios? Like, I think that's always the juggling
0: piece. also really hard too. Cause it's like, sometimes in a business you want to just like say, this is the new rule. And really it's not, it's hard when you're, you know, that might be the boundary with this client because they abuse you <laughs> or <laughs> You know, but this other client, there might be no issue with doing that. So I think that has been something we've all like struggled to learn. How was it working for Lauren and I? Because just as you were kind of like figuring out your wings, we were definitely. And there's been so many iterations of what leadership, what we've done, just the different layers. How was it for you? Like, where were the challenges in the beginning?
1: I think sometimes it's hard to... To, for someone like me, it's like if you come at me with you want my ideas, like i'm gonna I'm gonna give you those oh, ideas. <laughs> like, don't you know it? you know, like so I think sometimes, in a startup when you, like you, Barbara, and Lauren, are still trying to figure out like where you want to land in terms of like what what are we doing? What is this company? What are our values? Like what are we gonna say yes to? What are we gonna say no to? it's it's for someone on the other end saying, where do I give my ideas? Like how much of my ideas do I give? Where are the boundaries to the ideas? Because I think sometimes it's like, I'll just keep, I always tell my, my mom (laughs) when I talk with her, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm like sitting in the, like in the train and I'm like watching myself go off the tracks. And like, I know that I'm going off the tracks and I understand that that's happening, but like, I can't, stop like I'm still gonna keep going off the tracks here when it comes to like an idea or a thought or like pushing a process or whatever and it's like I'm going off the rails but like and I know I need to be going there it goes like (laughs) and I think that's always like a struggle because the company is still trying to find its legs too and like you are trying to find your legs on top of the legs
0: right oh my gosh but I think the good that came out of that and like the feedback even to somebody young is maybe sometimes like in your figure, your, you kind of have to go through that to figure out your delivery style. And I think what ended up at least to me, like what I saw the last few years is it was a lot easier for me to say, Hey, this is the level of feedback I'm looking for. Like this is where, you know, and then, and then at the same time, not nothing being an emergency. I think when we used to need, Hey, we need to make a move on this. And it needed, it felt like it needed to be tomorrow. Everything felt a little more like oh, intense. And I feel like the nice thing about being like a 10 plus year company now, I mean, we're almost at 14 years is that you almost like nothing is an emergency anymore. It's like, okay, we've been here. I feel like that's an
1: age thing too. I feel that like, even when I, even when you never said that you needed it tomorrow, or whatever like when you would tell me something I'd be like I gotta get it done right now <laughs> right yeah. now is now like let's do it now and I feel like that's like part of being young and like when you're trying to figure stuff out and then as you get older and have more experience and confidence you're just like okay like I'll get to that in a couple yeah. days it's fine like it could be a couple of weeks it could be a couple of months like every like someone will tell you if they need it now instead right. of like just operate in the now
0: Yeah, I I love that, that even today I asked you for something, you're like, this afternoon good? And I'm like, yep. And so it's like, I also, when you're younger, I
1: would have just done it. I would have done it. I would have dropped everything I was doing,
0: done it right that second, you know, and I I think that's just age. So I think we both with age and experience, you know, I look back and I'm like, I'm surprised sometimes that we've worked as well, because we both have very strong opinions and ideas. Why do you think we have worked well? I know we've had our bumps, but why do you think overall we've worked well?
1: I think it's because I honestly think it's because like I'm a Barbara and Lauren translator. It's like (laughs) I have an idea and it's like and I think where sometimes some of that would get lost in translation I've been able to be like okay this is the information okay now how do we do that in a way with all the tools that we have and then like translating that into like an actionable plan without having to ask you a million questions. Cause I do think part of that is me being like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah, <laughs> And I think sometimes like, especially for you, like you have a lot of stuff going on. Like you have a lot of ideas happening, you know, like it's hard when someone's asking you a, a question about every little thing, about every little thing, you know? And I think sometimes you just need someone to be like, I've given you the information, take it and let's see what happens. And I think I've done it so much that now it's like, okay,
0: you know, you're has,
1: like, I want a webpage that has blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: and I think that goes, you know, this goes to something I learned recently or heard somebody saying it actually made so much sense. It said, you know, you can get, people think you get confidence like through maybe affirmations, you actually get confidence from like the road that you just traveled and like the stacks in the bank, so to speak. Right. So it's like, once you started having so many wins under your belt, two things happened, your confidence grew and my confidence in you grew. And I think that is where a really good spot happens with a team is where you're like, okay, I I don't even know what I'm asking for. Like I have an idea when then you delivered something that was even better than I could have imagined. That is to me really cool. And then to be able to go back and forth. And I also think that that was because there was a lot of trust, like a lot of trust was put on you because you lived up to being able to handle it.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also the amount of mistakes. Like I've definitely had some L's, you know, (laughs) like when it comes to whatever, like whether it's designing a logo or like doing a presentation for a big conference or whatever, like I've, I've made so many mistakes so many times that like now it's like, okay, not this, this, you know, like you have to make the mistakes to know what not to do.
0: Which is, I think really good feedback. So kind of talking through like all of these things, what would you say to somebody that's like younger, that like wants to be in a role like yours wants to be in a creative maybe director type of a role but maybe doesn't have that yet under their belt like what kind of advice would you give them
1: it's funny i literally just had this conversation with kelly <laughs> on our team kelly um because she has all the skills you know and i think i think there's a level of confidence like you have to fake it till you make it i think you just go for it and so you get it wrong like the worst thing that happens is that, let's say I did a whole set for something, um, like a whole collection for a cool event or something like that, and you hate it. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I again, I think age, as like I said before, is definitely something where like that reaction comes, but just, okay, so you don't like it. You know, that's all right, moving on. Yeah. Um, and maybe trying to figure out how you could have caught that earlier. Because I know when we were doing branding, for example, we used to send out lots of logos and that's always a stressor with any designer. It doesn't matter where if you're working with Sprout or somebody else, but like you do a design project and maybe the first couple options that they send you are bad, right? So one of the things that like, it took me a lot of losses and struggles and stress <laughs> to get to with branding was like, how can I not show them stuff they don't want to see? And I think something we learned early on in the Sprout process is like sometimes words mean nothing, even though we are in the yep in Des- words. But like sometimes you say modern, and what you're thinking in your mind and what I'm thinking in my mind are totally different. And so we like to use a lot of pictures. That was like one thing that came from a lot of struggle was just like let's look at some inspiration photos, like of text, of icons, of interiors, to figure out what we're gonna do, and that became our mood board process, which is like a pillar of everything that we do here at Sprout. Um, So that was, I think one of them is like you, you have to lose, but then you have to gain confidence when you're presenting um, to be like, here it is. And I think another thing that I've learned along the way for someone new is less is so much more, (laughs) I think. And we, we struggle with this at Sprout all the time but like sometimes there like, are so many options what do you think here are five different ways you could do the same thing but it's like sometimes just show like one maybe two <laughs> you know like I think you can all, how I've kind of learned over time is like I'm going to show the one that I want I'm going to lead with what I want but then not be offended if they don't
0: like it like you tie um, your worth to the outcome because the client yeah something else in their mind especially with design it's so subjective so subject this Uh is i think to be one of the funny probably funny on my end and frustrating for the team sometimes is you guys deal with two of us so it's not just me but it's lauren and we have very you know we we even though we operate a lot like we're one person we have distinctive likes and that's got to be also tough too that you're kind of like well one might like it and one might not so you're appeasing two people Yeah. And
1: so you just have to like go at it with confidence, show them one, maybe two, maybe three. Like if it it really depends, like unless you have three concepts that you're obsessed with, like then that's when you do three, but usually just two, maybe one. And then you just don't get upset when it's not it.
0: When it's not. And I struggle
1: with that even now. I I remember what the the Barbie said. I was like, here it is. (laughs) I was like, don't say anything about it. I don't want to hear it and I, and I think that's like the other thing that I've learned is like I need to stop asking for feedback when I don't want it I think sometimes we ask and we're like what do you think just wanting praise like we don't want anything else right and I, like that's what I felt about with that Barbie set I was like I don't I don't want to hear it like I've already stressed about this enough like I I don't want to hear any thoughts <laughs>
0: right. and I, I think, think it's,
1: that, it's that's okay
0: that's a learned thing too right like that's a learned where do you have to have feedback in a design? Where do you have like agency to not get any feedback? And okay, so I was thinking back to, and I'm curious now in hindsight, because early on you were thrust into a lot of different like projects, situations that were not necessarily in your comfort zone. I'm thinking about when we you had to meet with clients, like you like to be behind the scenes. So there was times you were meeting with clients. There were times you were in a leadership one-on-one role where you were having to do one-on-ones. There were times that I had you do speaking events with me. Uh, we did outreach marketing projects together. I mean, literally. So I did outreach with your mom. Like <laughs> She was the expert and I was just like standing in the corner. <laughs> I know in the moment those were you know, challenging. What, in hindsight, what do you think? Was it worth doing some of those things? Were some of them not worth it?
1: (laughs) I still use this. We, when we, I used to do outreach with your mom. That was like one thing that like, even though I hated it, like, I don't like, I'm not extroverted whatsoever. Um, so going into like a situation where I have to like go talk to people, (laughs) I don't know, like is really difficult for me. Um, so Doing, but like doing it, it was, it was so helpful in everything else that I do, because like now I know, I knew what I, like what needs to be done by the property team to then design the right stuff for it. So even though it was like, not my vibe and like, do I want to do it again? Absolutely not. Like it still was really helpful to like be in that, those shoes to, to figure that out so that I could better design and create ideas around it. Yeah. Um, the speaking I, the, for whatever reason, the speaking, I don't mind too much. Um, like the web, I used to do like webinars and stuff like that. I, I don't mind that too much. Um, although I'm definitely not, not as good as you. Remember, <laughs> uh,
0: no, that's what was so funny. Remember our at folio, California trip, that yeah. was so much fun. And it's like, I always felt like when we presented together, it was a really good like synergy. So that was always a lot of fun. It was always surprising to me that you didn't enjoy it, but like, I, and I get it.
1: I just now. like dead to the world after it was like we would do those things, and I, like, it takes a lot of my inner
0: same same
1: to like do something like that. And even after this, like, I'll probably just like go yeah. into a hole, <laughs> like I have bet. to like zone out to like recharge, but. I, I didn't mind those as much. I thought they were really fun. And it was interesting to see. Honestly, those things made me appreciate the work that I was doing because it was like, it really showed me where Sprout excels in terms of like giving real actionable advice to people and not just being like, Hey, you need to do social media. That's it. Right. Have fun." You know, like, I feel like I was really, it made me more confident in like the work that I was doing because I was seeing how great Sprout was at at doing it, like both by telling people how to do it, but then also like, here's all the tools to do it. Yeah, It made me feel really confident in like that work.
0: Yeah, that felt good to see it in action and that people could actually take an idea that we gave them, but then use the tools and bring it to life. That always was for me too. I felt the same way I still do about speaking. Like I- I am always excited to say yes and then I always dread the days leading up to it and then I get up on stage and I love it and I'll call my husband and say that was awesome but then I don't want to talk to anybody for the next day like it's this very abusive roller coaster relationship <laughs> yes. yet I keep coming back for more because I do feel that that connection with the audience is like huge so
1: yeah And I'm trying to think of other stuff. I mean, the meeting with the clients, I feel like that was something that of a skill that I had before, just like throughout college, throughout all my internships and stuff like that. And I do think it's made me a better designer because like, I know, I think that's what has made me just like a good employee in general, because I have seen all aspects of everything to be able to like make good judgments, creative ideas and like, and implementing it is because I, seen the client side of things i have seen the inside of a tech situation i know how to design something like i have i come at it through like all levels um so i don't regret doing it now do i do i want to like meet with clients every day and like that be my job moving forward no but um i do appreciate the experience and whenever i do talk to a client i always have a blast but then again like it's just an energy (laughs) suck
0: when you're, you're so well-rounded, it's so easy to plug you in, in anywhere. And I think that when you're a small company, that's just what we have had to do. But now I feel like there's so much more structure to our teams and our departments. So I guess what's the sprout culture? What does it mean to you? We talk about it, but what is it for you?
1: I mean, I've, it's just so like, it's very agile, which as someone who needed that, especially like coming out of that other job and like all of that it's really agile to be able to just like go where you need to go and what fits and it's really supportive i think something that's kind of missing sometimes from a lot of other multifamily culture is like this a real supportive environment not just being like here are tools or like here are here's training right or here's you know here's a pathway of growth or whatever like those are all support but i think it's also support in the sense of like, it's okay to mess it up really bad. Like it's, you have like a supportive team behind you. That's like, you're not going to get berated anytime you mess up. And I think that's something that I know for a fact that like not other companies have specifically multifamily companies have is that support to say like you have, cause I think that to me is what really allowed me to grow was like, knowing that I could really mess up But like, as long as we all learn from it and it doesn't happen again and we're moving forward and it's making us better, then that's okay. Um, So to me, that's really, I think what it means to me is like having that support, no matter what decisions you make no matter what's gonna happen, no matter who's upset or whatever, it's just like you have that supportive thing. Sorry, I live in a city guys, (laughs) nothing I can do about it.
0: What's crazy, though, is I think with that supportive environment comes that everybody is holds themselves to a higher standard. That's the kind of crazy, like opposite thing that you would think happens. People don't actually blow things up, but they know that if they do, that there's a whole team that will collaborate and try to fix it. And, you know, we're not working. This is not like rocket science. We're not saving Mm -hmm. lives. We're helping property managers, but we're not going to do so at the expense of like ruining our mental health. And I think that's so important.
1: Yeah. I remember when, so Alyssa now who does the branding department, she has for a while now. I remember when I was training her to take over that section, she was like, what do I do? And I was like, listen, like, I want you to make a choice and like, it might be the wrong choice and that's okay. Like, I'll tell you if it is after the fact, but like, it's not a big deal if it is, as long as we move forward and fix it for the future like that's the best everybody can do like you give people that freedom to like make choices and knowing that even if they're wrong it's okay as long as we'll as we fix it.
0: Yeah I think that's a big part of it too and I think it's been cool to see like somebody mentioned in our call earlier like we've gotten to see you as a single lady, as a um, newly married, you know, woman as a mother and now next phase going into this new job. So when you told us, I mean, I, I, I feel like I messed this up because I had literally, like, I I told you that I literally had said the month before two or three times to Lauren, like you did something that was like, oh my God, what would we do without Becca? And then something else. And I was like, Lauren, literally, what would we do without Becca? (laughs) And then you, you know, a month later just said you needed a change. And so, I mean, you don't have to go into detail, but share what you feel comfortable sharing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm honestly an open book. The whole process, it went so fast, but like, for me, it felt like an eternity. Like I had a friend that was working at this new company. She was telling me how much she liked it. It's, in the food and beverage category, which to me is like where my happy place is all the time. Like I'm always talking about like new snacks, new food, new drinks, new things. So I was interested, they had this job open up and she referred me to apply and I was like, okay. Um, So I like, I was just like, I'm not, I don't know if I'm really looking for something, but like, I'm just gonna, I'll take the inner, you know, I'll do an interview and see how it goes. Um, And throughout the whole thing, like, I just like there was. I I think I had so much guilt around it, just because like I was like, I don't want to leave Sprout high and dry. Like, what am I going to (laughs) do? Like, and so like the whole process to me was like it took an eternity. I just like was so felt so guilty, just like going back and forth. But at the end of the day, like I think Sprout was really there for me. Like right, I had this a very talk like a toxic job right out of college, and I was like, I don't want that, you know. And so I needed somewhere that like wasn't culturally toxic. (laughs) And if you want more on that, Bill Nye has like a whole thing on the Sprout site that goes into it. And like, that was my experience um, at this other job. So Sprout was really there for me, like as a young person that like really wanted to get their hands dirty and like do a lot of things and make a big impact. But like also giving me that supportive environment and like this non-toxic culture that it really needed. And honestly, like it was so great. Like when I, when I had Reed, my child, like working with sprout to like figure that out. Like it it just like, it was all like aligning really well. But I think as I've said on here, it's like one of the things that is really hard for me is like going out and meeting new people and like doing things (laughs) that isn't in my house. So I think that I've been remote for like nine years and, you know, I felt myself being a bit of like a shut in. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure if you talk to my parents, they would agree. Um, and that worked for a while, like that stuff doesn't bother me. I still very much am an introvert and I like to, you know, be alone and I recharge.
0: An extroverted introvert, like you're, you can do it.
1: I can turn it on, but then like I immediately need to turn it off and like go into a dark corner of the world. So I really, that's really why like I needed the change was just like, I need to like meet people in Chicago and like, you know, go outside and touch some grass, like, and just, like, see how that is, and, like, and I liked the, end, like, the food and beverage side of things, so it just ended up really aligning really well, but, like, I'm, I'm, it was really sad, like, I remember when I told you I, like, literally started to sob, cry, like, I was, my, like, I remember talking to my mom, I was, like, when I, if I tell them, like, what do I do, and they were, like, just don't cry, and, then, like, the first thing I did was, like, started to sob, so, so it was just, like, it was, Definitely a hard choice, but I figure it's like nothing.
0: Nothing's permanent. Yeah.
1: Like we can see, you know, like, let's try this. Let's, I hope it goes well. Like I, I'm committed to that, but I, you know, worst thing that happens is that it doesn't, you know, and that's all right.
0: So my reaction, if I give you the full like sequence of events (laughs) and you started bawling, I thought something was seriously wrong. So when you told me this and I kind of heard the feelings behind it, I was like, just relieved, and I was super happy for you because I thought, man, this is so exciting. And I knew that you needed a kind of maybe a change of scenery, literally. But then I went home that weekend and I was like, holy cow, like, you know, it's a real weird feeling because I feel like you are an extension of me and Lauren. Like, you know, we have a lot of the team that's been with us a long time. But not everyone has been working alongside Lauren and I the way that you have. I mean, you literally are like the extension. Lauren and I will come up with something, and then we're like, let's run it by Becca. So it's been a, it that was, and so you know, I talked to my husband, and I was like so like overcome with like emotion. Like I'm like the friend side of me is so happy for her. Like the personal, you're the same age as my sister, so it's like from a sisterly perspective, I'm so happy, and then from a business perspective. There is a crutch that comes with having an employee that you just have bonded with, rely on, and just trust implicitly. And then I just remembered how, like, so many times I have forced every single person on this team to do things that are really hard too. And I just thought to myself, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna be a force stretched for me to kind of figure things out. And then I started thinking about the team that in a small team, there's not a lot of room for a ton of advancement immediately. It takes long, you know, so you have to
1: carve it out yourself, you know, like make a new role.
0: You really do. And I, and you've done that. And in a way though, by being so multifaceted, you've taken uh, in a way you've made your mark in so many areas that I think that in a way it's almost like when the CEO becomes the bottleneck, I think in a weird way the creative director can become yeah. a too from talent flowing. You know, it's like when I had to learn to let other people make decisions and me be okay with it, it was a hard thing. And it sometimes is still hard, but anyway, so I've gone through the gamut and then, you know, last week I got COVID. And so I was like super emotional. So I cried about it like three times and I'm like, is this COVID or is this like, what's going on? <laughs> At the end of the day, I think that it's really a testament to how, how I don't know, a few things looking back, it's like, it when I think about how young you were and how much responsibility we gave you and that you just ran with it, like, it worked. And I think more companies should be willing to do that with people that can, like, showcase that. I don't think it would work with everyone because I think that you were very competent and very, like, willing to learn. And, you know, you were always pushing, you were always innovating and so I think that you know there's obviously you wouldn't give that to anyone but I don't know I just I guess from from my perspective like I really have thought it's like how can I thank you for building this dream with me like the whole way and feeling so bad about leaving me I'm glad you feel bad if you would have not felt
1: so guilty like literally that whole two weeks like I wasn't sleeping like I was like you know you know I'm sure everybody can relate to this but like when you have like fake conversations in your mind like I was doing that 24 7 I was like how am I gonna break it to this person what am I gonna say like and just like over and over and over again and i was just like you know when I told y'all like it was a relief I had the best sleep of my life like, the next day man like I just felt so bad like so much better just like everything being out in the open and it's like it's fine like and I do feel really confident and like the people that I have worked with that are, would be taking these things like I feel really good about where they're at like I think sometimes like I was the bottleneck like what would happen if I just like let them do whatever they wanted like yeah well maybe, I think it could turn out great like they probably have so many ideas that they're not even sharing with me because I'm not asking for them now it's their turn to like 100 because they totally could and their ideas might be even better And that's all right.
0: And I think that's, what's cool is every iteration of Sprout is going to have the new people. Even when we were looking back at all those pictures, like I think about Jen, when, you know, Jen was another one that when she left was like, oh my gosh, how are we going to replace Jen? And you never replace the person. You really just kind of branch out and become different, you know? And I think like the Taylor Swift, like how Tassa put at the end, we'll never find another one like you, like there, that's not happening, but I think that it's, um, the work that you've done has made a mark, like it will always be there. So I just want to you know thank you and I feel like this session like I needed to have it because my husband's like what are you gonna do you know we're talking about and I said I don't know I don't really want to plan it I just kind of want it to be therapeutic a little bit.
1: <laughs> this is therapy welcome everyone I hope you lay down
0: on <laughs> the couch and listen to this. <laughs> if you need to move on to your other adventure just tell your boss and give them an amazing 10 years of work and they will feel you know I mean it's it's bittersweet for sure I think on both ends.
1: Yeah and I feel like if I could give advice to anybody like Google has everything you've ever needed. <laughs> like, how needs- I've literally done everything in the world. Like, I just Google it. And if you can become a good Googler or ask AI or whatever, yeah. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be eventually like that, that will make you excel in this type of career for sure.
0: That's a great parting advice. All right. Want to say anything to the Sprout team as you go? This yeah.
1: stuff. So I'm like, it's like not even hitting me yet but I I'm just going to miss them so much like everybody is just so unique and supportive and like I'm just like I I'm sure I'll cry later thinking about it I'm too like amped up in this podcast now to like cry <laughs> But, um, i have like my extrovert energy happening so like crying can't happen when that's happening but um we'll
0: crash later i know
1: I'm sure and so i just like i love every single one of them like i know they're gonna do so great i know they're a little nervous but i think that like they are the ones that allowed me to get to do what i'm doing like i wasn't doing anything crazy like i was taking their ideas and just like putting a nice bow on it and calling it a day like That's all of them already. So I'm just so excited to see what they're going to do. And I've just loved being part of the team. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) cry.
0: And promise to keep in touch and still answer my phone calls if I'm having an emergency.
1: (laughs) When you're like, please submit this presentation, I'll be like, I'm like, Becca,
0: I don't know. What is a PPT?
1: Oh my God, is she?